everyone. Welcome back. I'm Andrea. And I'm Amy. And this is Bohemian Sauce. I got some coffee, and Amy just sat here. Well, not really. I'm just <laughs> kidding. So, um, what, Thanksgiving was just a couple days ago. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was boring. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, you didn't have to cook. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I cleaned, but I didn't have to cook. Food was amazing. Yeah, you went to Natalia's house, right? Yeah, I didn't have the mess at my house. Right. Oh, man. I'm, you know, I... The last thing that I've hosted was New Year's Eve last year, mm-hmm. and it, well, I had vomit from my living room oh. through the dining room into the kitchen. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty gross. So now I'm, I'm, I feel happy that everybody else is willing to participate and ruin their own houses. Yeah, and so we had Thanksgiving here. We had 21 people. Uh, come and um, we ended up having fa instead of like the traditional um, turkey and stuffing and all that kind of stuff and it was kind of um, a disaster <laughs> because you know like the majority of the people that came our family now my girls love fa I mean it's something that we we have and it's they love it but a lot of the people that came have never had fa So I told Matt after everybody left, I was like, yeah, you should have served up the bowls because, you know, like I, people were treating it like spaghetti, like had a whole (laughs) bowl of noodles and put some broth on it and sprinkled a couple of uh, veggies on there. But um, it was a lot. And so what we decided is maybe like every other year having everybody come, but like next year, maybe only having like our girls come and uh you know whatever who knows who knows but um yeah it was it was a it was a lot it's a lot of work to clean and then you know to prep everything and it was a lot so but when you were at Natalia's your family you all started talking about the pa- the podcast yeah yeah Michael and Natalia said it was boring mm-hmm. that we're boring well we are boring edited yeah boring yeah well our conversations with each other aren't so boring right so we had a discussion about um you know from a personal perspective how difficult it is to say things because you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings over what you say absolutely so just i think we've mentioned this before just as like maturing and being older you don't want to hurt somebody so you just don't say anything at all and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I never thought that I would reach the point in my life where I could actually edit myself mm. because I used to have a pretty big mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so for me to, you know, be afraid, it's kind of interesting. I, uh, well, and I, I feel like I've always been reserved 
with what I say. Yeah, you're reserved. You're much more reserved than I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You're about to throw me in front of the bus? I see that no. twinkle in your eye. What's going on? No, I'm not going to mm. throw you in front of the bus. <laughs> no, I I think that you're, yeah, you you don't say much of anything about anything. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So, so their idea was that we would go on to Reddit mm-hmm. and maybe get some confessions off of there and make it less personal. Yeah. So that we could be more of ourselves. Right. And so I didn't even know what Reddit was. You know what I mean? Like I've, hear, I've heard people reference it and Matt was like, I don't even know how to navigate it. It's just too much. And then I looked at it for a second and I was like, what in the world is all of this? Like... So then when it, when you were coming over this morning, I pulled it up on the computer and um, I put r slash family issues, you know, like, yeah. okay. And I started to read stuff and I felt like it was like the old Dear Abby stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is my issue, you know. It, it, so it was interesting. Um, but then... You and I talked to Michael this morning, which will be an episode coming up. Yeah, um, I, he folded like everybody else. <laughs> but, you know, he was on my side as we're telling Natalia, you can't you can't just go on and say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, if I said what I thought, because, you know, as we grow as people, we work through things, we give other people space, but that doesn't mean that you don't have your own personal thoughts. Right. So, you know, he said, I, I, you know, could be homeless if I was like real raw and unedited about how I'm feeling on a certain day. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not feel that way next week because things swing and change and, right. you know, your relationship is good one week and it's rough the next week. He said, but if I was honest on any given day, it, I could not have any place to live. Right. So she just didn't understand it. So that's why his he was just as boring as we are. He uh, right, it's very boring. It's funny. It's all good. We're all boring. I know. <laughs> we don't want the judgment that comes along with who we really are. I mean, I don't care about that. I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right, right. I don't even leave the house. What do I care what anybody thinks of me? Well, I think everybody cares a little bit because. The judgment is coming from a place, like a a moment in my life that you're seeing, whether it's good or bad. I mean, if I'm having a good day, people could think that I'm super, like, very, and I am. I mean, I'm a caring person. Don't don't get me wrong. However, there's the flip side that I'll call you and be like, I got to tell you something. I need you just to listen. Yeah. And then, like, word vomit all over the place. And then we're both laughing hysterically about it because it's so ridiculous. But that's, I mean, then there's other times that I just keep it in because, well, I don't want anybody to know what I'm really thinking. Yeah, I think that I meet everybody pretty much the same. I don't think anybody really can can put a take on how I am. Mm. If you if you don't know me, then I really don't give anything off. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know. Then I feel like if I really cared, then I would make more of an attempt 
to be a certain persona, but I'm just the same white piece of paper everywhere I go. (laughs) I don't, I don't really even, I'm pretty stoic. So, oh, look at that. This is a foot massager that my mom got Matt a couple, the heck, a couple of years ago, and he brought it up. I didn't realize it was plugged in. (laughs) Okay, so you went to Reddit, and you found something that you're going to read, and then we're going to chat about. Yeah. Okay, go away. Take it away. Um, It says, I lie about my occupation. I'm a dancer at a strip club, 27 years old. I feel like I'm hiding this big secret. I want to date and I want to live a normal life, but I usually get looked down upon if I ever even mention it. I have, I've had horrible experiences where I've had guys tell other people and get talked to like a whore and I hate it. Guys don't want to date a stripper. I just want to be accepted for it. I'm ashamed to tell a guy I'm dating, so I lie and say I'm a bartender at a location where no one really knows of. The only person who knows is my best friend, and she never judges me, and she knows my life. She advises me not to tell any guys either, because it can be a lot for someone to handle. I'm going to school working on my bachelor's, so dancing isn't the end gig. Definitely not something I want to do forever. I get lonely, though, and I just want to be with someone, but I feel like I'm keeping this secret. If I tell the next guy, what if he knows the people I know and my reputation gets ruined? I live in a city where if someone ends up knowing something, someone in where everyone ends up knowing someone in some way. I'm paranoid about it, and I worry about it affecting my future careers, which is also why I lie. So what do you think about that? Because one of my biggest interest is to watch documentaries oh so, i so, love them so i watch like life after porn and <laughs> and i watch this stripper documentary i i watch like sex work documentaries all the time because there's an interesting element of where everybody has the same thing to say about it and i mean just the sex industry itself kind of picks at your soul yeah, I hate it. I think it's disgusting. It's revolting. Well, I, I feel, feel the very same passionately way. about it. I I don't think that, like, I think that they, the industry itself sucks you in with money. Yeah, and it's. I think it's awful. Well, you know what's interesting here? I I watched the documentary about like <clears throat> today's version of what porn is, mm. and these girls run off to L.A. and because of I think things like Pornhub and stuff, how everything is just little snippets. You might do a video, get like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars and then never do another one and then that's out there forever and you didn't even get any work thinking that you were going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. There isn't a lot of money these days Mm. unless you're somebody who does everything. Mm. Yeah, I I just, you know, I'm coming from a different lens too because of like the human trafficking, sex trafficking portion you know like the yeah, right with my job yeah. so not that I'm like an expert by any means but you know like in our community there are um, a couple of you know nonprofits that are fighting against the the human trafficking or sex trafficking and um, so I instantly like just am furious with it and then there's always some kind of story that comes up with like 
this coach was, you know, having all of these inappropriate sexual things with these teenage girls. And I mean, it, it just snowballs out of control. It's overwhelming for me most of the time. And I feel like at the end of the day, people are being exploited. Well, for sure. And I, I, it infuriates me. So, well, how many times have you heard, I'm maybe not you, but I, I've heard many, many times just in like Facebook news or whatever that Gatsby's again has gotten busted for having like secret stuff going on in the back room. And I think that that's much more common yeah. than people give credit for. Right. Everybody, you know, you. I mean, you have guys that say, oh, that doesn't happen, but that's because they're not welcome into the back room. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't have the money, the wallet right. to handle the back room. Well, right. But no, I, I think that it's. It's easy to get sucked into that stuff, and everybody that's a stripper is going to college. That's, you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, I, and then all of them develop a Coke problem because, I, let's be honest, I mean, I've, I've gone, these are the things, this is, this is the part of my life where I'm less um, modest than you are about stuff. Mm-hmm. I've actually gone with Natalia because I, I have uh, – you know, made it my goal to show them the negative parts of life and then the positive parts of life. Because there was a point in time when Natalia was about 16 or 17 where she would say, I don't see the big deal. I don't see the big deal. So when she was 18, I've never been in a strip club in my life. Okay, I have. And we went. Yeah, yeah, I've never gone because I had no desire to because they're all the same kind of person. Mm Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I would probably have more respect for a hooker on the side of the road because at least they're honest about what they do. Mm-hmm. Strippers are not. Mm-hmm. They're all like good people that, you know, want a relationship, but th- their life isn't fruitful at all. And I just have zero respect for it. Mm-hmm. So I went with her. I was disgusted the whole time just because it's it's such a fake world and you know that, like, behind the scenes, all of these girls end up with a horrible coke problem or a drug problem of some sort to deal with just a simple – I mean, I think we mentioned before that – and I'm jumping around here, but I'm making a point. Mm-hmm. We mentioned before that at least 99.9% of women at some point in their life have some sort of sexual harassment or advancement that they don't want. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, like, sex work in general, and if you say that a stripper is not sex work, it is. But at some point, you're going to come in contact with that super gross, like, smelly, lonely guy that wants to have his paws all over you and you just feel bad about yourself. You are not in as much control as you think if you are a stripper. Mm -hmm. Well, right. And I was just going to say, like, it's about power and control. Like they can, like a, a someone who's in that can think that they have all the control. Like they can back up if somebody gets too uncomfortable or, you know, they're doing it for the money and da, da, all this stuff. But it's like at some point you have to really look at yourself like that person, whenever she wrote that, needs to look at herself and is that money really worth it? Well, it's a dishonest approach to life. If you're doing something that you feel like you have to lie about, then you probably shouldn't be doing well, it. Well, exactly. But, you know, being 27, she said she was 27, right? right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. At 27, you don't know anything. You think you do. Well, you also, I mean, she's 27 and she's 
She's a stripper paying her way through college. Let, let me, let really, mm-hmm. and see. Yeah. Everybody can go to college for free. Well, free at the time, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Katrina went to Walsh, which is $40,000 a year, and she walked away owing $10,000. Did she have scholarships? Scholarships. She had grants. She got, uh, like, uh, Walsh gave her their own personal grants to try and help her. She lived off campus because, well, she was lucky enough to be a junior Mm -hmm. going in because she did the early college program. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah, when you, yeah, right, right. But still, still, you can leverage yourself because now Katrina owes 10 grand, but she works for a nonprofit. So in 10 years, she won't even have student debt. Well, right. But, you know, when that girl's writing that she's paying her way through college, she's she's not living on campus. So the the paying part could be her bills, like her lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like she, maybe she is paying like per credit hour or something. But but there's plenty of other jobs that you can do. And, and you know, here's the thing. Maybe she's making a grand a day. I don't know. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, and to me, again, I, I wouldn't do that. So to me, no matter how good the money is, if I'm, if I'm lying and I don't have any respect and I'm afraid somebody's going to find out, somebody's going to find out at some point. Well, yeah. Like, unless she's going to run for president, you know, like, okay, make a change. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not the only job out there and i'm not even going to pretend to to come from this like soapbox uh, world of judgment because when i had to start paying alimony i thought about what are some things that i can do that nobody would know about Mm -hmm. (laughs) where i can make enough money to support these kids and at the end of the day i got a second job well because you have to make the moral decision of it is someone is going to find out Mm -hmm. it's it's not going to be a secret forever well, right. So you either have to deal with the consequence of what you chose to do for easy money or, and, you know, I don't know. I was already a mess anyway, so I didn't need to pile more on top of that. But, yeah, I I wanted to be a better role model. I didn't want to have anything that I needed to lie about. Yeah. and And I think that, I don't know, I think that there are, all the girls are the same to me. Hmm. They're all the same. I got nothing. That's that's it. That's what you got. That's, that's all it. you got. I, yeah, I just I, and I guess like because I've never walked that line that I needed to, you know, be in that industry at all. Thank goodness. But um, you know, you can make just as much money being a server. You know what I mean? Keep your clothes on. That is true. Like, I mean, Anna has been serving for a couple of years and she, half the time she's, she on a a slow day will make a hundred, hundred bucks. That's a slow, crappy day. But, you know, she'll make over $300. Well, and that's You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you're serving food. You're not serving your ass on a table. I saw a TikTok one day of some stripper in Texas. And she said, you know, Ooh, come to work with me and uh, see how my night is. Okay. Did she take you to work? Well, 
You didn't see anything because okay. it's TikTok, but she counted her money at the end of the night, and yeah. she ended up with uh, like two hundred and twenty-five dollars. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. See, that's not worth it to me. Me neither. Me neither. Because eventually, it's going to pick away at your soul. Eventually, right. it is. Right. Even if you think that it's not, it is. But I think that a lot of these people are coming from a place where they've already been treated like that enough mm. that it's no big thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, what now? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, okay. I think that's all we got. Do you want to do another? Do you want to? Are you scrolling for another one real quick? Well, no. No, because something absurd will come up. <laughs> 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 I, all right. Well, then I guess that's all we got. That's all we got this morning. Yeah. That's enough. Uh, I don't know. Rambling. Sex work rambling. To. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. Have a great day. Great week. Great life. <laughs> <laughs>